Hello and welcome to another Honeybee-related interview. Find the entire interview series at thewaytobe.org. Today, my very special guest is Paige Rhine. Paige is the recently crowned Pennsylvania Honey Queen. I hope you'll stay with us as Paige shares about her life on a small family farm and how she became the Honey Queen for 2023. I'm Frederick Dunn, and this is the Way to Be interview series. Here's Paige. Hi, everybody. My name is Paige Ryan, and I am the newly crowned Pennsylvania State Hunting Queen. I was crowned recently here in November, and I've had so much fun so far throughout my reign. I am the 19-year-old daughter of Darren and Tammy Ryan from Mifflinburg, PA. Great. So thank you for joining me, Paige. I'm super glad that you're here doing this interview, and it'll give a lot of people a really good peek into someone that lives in the countryside in the state of Pennsylvania, which is what we're talking about. And congratulations on your win. So I have a pile of questions for you, but let's get into your background a little bit. In other words, why are you the Pennsylvania Honey Queen? In other words, when did that become a thing? How did you even hear about it? And what was your path? So I am a fourth generation farmer. I live on my family's hobby farm. And I was at our local county fair when I was approached by some local beekeepers that said they would love for me to come out and try and be the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen. And I just started beekeeping back in May this past summer. And I was like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. I applied. I went to the convention. I met so many friendly people. I was like, this is awesome. I definitely want to do this. And I ended up getting crowned the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen. That's great. And so who was it? Who were the greatest influences on you and helping you along uh, in becoming the Honey Queen? My biggest influencers in becoming the Honey Queen, besides my advisors, they are amazing in helping me travel through this whole process, is my parents. They support me everything that I do and this crazy journey that I'm pulling them into with me. So you've been keeping bees, you said, yourself for a year on your own? Since May. Since May. Now, are these your bees or is it someone else in your family that's doing that? No, they're mine. They're yours. And where are they kept? Right on your farm? Yep. Now, you said it was a hobby farm. Uh, Give us a kind of a profile of what a hobby farm is. Well, I actually raise sheep and goats and I have donkeys and horses and a little bit of everything. <laughs> so when you mention sheep, are they Hampshire's? Yeah, I have Hampshire's and Southdown sheep. Are they your favorite? They are my favorite. They can be a little stubborn sometimes, but I love them. <laughs> now, does that mean, did you grow up uh, as a member of 4-H, for example? Yeah, I was in 4-H and FFA. I aged out of 4-H, however, I'm still a member of the FFA, so. And some people that are watching and listening, they might be from another country, so uh, FFA is Future Farmers of America. What are the 4-Hs in 4-H? It's head, your head, your heart, and your hands, and your health. Great. Okay, so, and these are programs for the youth, so do you actually, you said you aged out of that. Are you going to be going back uh and contributing to that for the youth that are coming up through that program, what are your plans as far as being connected with 4-H? So my sister has a daughter who is in 4-H because she is old enough to be in it still. So 
go in and I help out with their programs. I help her fill out her books for her animals or any projects that she's doing because 4-H is not just about animals. They also do sewing projects, plant projects, rocket projects. Like it's really neat. Mm -hmm. So you said you aged out. What is the age for 4-H? How young can you be and at what age are you too old? 18. 18 is too old. So then yep. how young can you be to start? Eight years old. Eight years old. Is that when you started? Yep. <laughs> and you're also in scouting. So you're a Girl Scout. Yep. And I understand that your goal is to get the gold award. Yes. I actually so, already sent my application for that. So what is the process for that? That is the highest Girl Scout award. Is that right? That is. And so I what went... do you have to do to get that? So you have to plan a project based on, it can be about your community, it can be in our school's education systems, it can be a lot of things. I chose to do back in 2021, I did a project where I got a group of kids together and we went out and had a kids fun day and we got to see kids interact because after 2020, none of these kids were getting a lot of face-to-face -face communications with other kids. So I wanted them to give have a chance to be able to play with other kids, have games. We did um, we did like little projects and things like that. It was a great day. Mm -hmm. Now, so you're out of high school though, is that right? Yes, I am. So are you currently in college or you have plans to go? I am currently in college. Okay. And now you were a competitive long distance runner? Yeah. Yes, are, I was. Are you doing that in college as well? No, I am not doing it in college. I'm in the nursing program at my school. So okay. I figured I'd start out my freshman year just focusing on school and my other hobbies and interests. So your goal is to become a registered nurse? Yes. And then is are there specialties associated with that? What are the what's your interest there? I would like to be an ER floor nurse. Okay. So the crazy hectic that's where I want to be okay and for those that don't know ER is the emergency room so that's where nobody gets to relax right yeah okay now do you know people that are in the medical profession now who was your inspiration for that path my inspiration for that path actually was my family um my family is a long list of health issues and things like that so I was like I'm going to be able to help them one day when they walk into the ER, I'll be like, oh, I know what's going on here. And it's a crazy time for people when they go to the ERs. And I want to be that comforting smile and face that they see when they enter through the doors. Wow. That's really good to hear because we certainly need more medical professionals given the climate of the world, not just the United States right now. So let's talk a little bit about honeybees because that's why we're here. <laughs> Uh, so what was it like when you got started? Who helped you set up your first hive and give us kind of some stories about how that went for you? <laughs> my dad actually helped me set up my first two hives. And so far they have been doing very well, knock on wood. And I'm not quite scared of honeybees. I've been stung by bees before. It's not really a new thing for me. My dad, however, is petrified of getting stung. And he is always the first one to run if he thinks anything's about to go down. So is it's just your dad? Does anyone else in your family want to be involved with the bees? 
my mom helps out every now and then when she can. They both have full-time jobs, so. Okay. So um, now that you have the state, does that mean you're going to progress to nationals? What's your plan there? I am still debating the national reign at this point. Because it, it will take up a lot of your personal time, right? Yeah. Now you met with Governor Tom Wolf, but now there's a new governor. Yes, there is. I am is very that... to meet him very soon. Yeah. So you are going to be meeting with the current governor then. I hope to. <laughs> does that does that make you nervous, or you just feel like oh, I'm the honey queen? They're gonna be impressed by me. What's going on? I was not very nervous to meet any of the senators or representatives that I met at the Pennsylvania State Farm Show. I was very excited to meet them. They were all yep. very to me and they loved that I was the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen. They never, some of them never even heard of that. So okay. it was very them to meet me and things like that. And you hit on the point. This is why we're talking today. Some of them never even heard of that. So you're going to probably be the first Pennsylvania Honey Queen that a lot of our viewers have ever seen or heard about. So no weight on your shoulders at all. You're the best and the worst all at one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now as the Honey Queen, what are some of the goals you have laid out for yourself for this year? Some of the goals that I have laid out for myself are to visit as many counties in Pennsylvania as possible and then reach as many people. I want to try to reach around, I think, 100,000 people or somewhere around in there. Mm -hmm. That was one of my so those are my two main goals that I want to reach. And my next goal is to have as much fun doing this as possible. Mm -hmm. And are you targeting youth in particular? Or is there a specific age group that's kind of the sweet spot for you when you're doing these? When you say reach people, are you trying to reach uh, kids or what? I am a person that can get along with all age groups, whether it's children, middle-aged people, or elderly. I find a way to make everybody smile and tell them the important things that they need to know. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to bees, what are some of the important things that we need to know? Some of the important things that we need to know are that bees are a major pollinator and they help us when we're, well, they, they pollinate a lot of the food that we eat and they are very important because everybody likes to eat. So, and what about uh, programs like Hives for Heroes and kind of emotional well-being um, programs that involve honey beekeeping? Have you been contacted by any of those people? Do you have any interest in that? I would love to attend them. I have not been reached by them yet, only because the technical start of my reign was the beginning of January for my real year as the Honey Queen. So mm -hmm. I a lot of people are kind of letting me get settled in a little bit before they start outreaching to me. Okay. And then when people, if someone does want to contact you, how do they do that? Is there, you have a Facebook page or is there an official state page? Who runs that? Yeah, we actually have a Facebook page, the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen Program. There's a picture of me and the princess, Natalie, on the front of it. So mm -hmm. if you find Facebook, you'll be able to contact us through a messenger app that's on there. Okay. And so for those that are watching or listening, because this is also a podcast, uh, there'll be a link down in the video description to that Facebook page. So if you want to learn more and you can follow along and see how Paige is doing, and it's going to be really interesting. Let's delve into other queen categories 
in the state of Pennsylvania because I was really entertained by some of these. Uh, a lot of people have never heard of the Honey Queen, but I'm just going to go through a quick list here. There's an Apple Queen, a Dairy Queen, a Rabbit Queen, an Ag Queen. So that's overall agriculture, Lamb and Wool Queen. Now, here's the thing. Because of your background with the sheep, did you even try for lamb and wool or did you just go right for the honey queen? I actually never knew there was a lamb and wool queen until I went to the farm show and I met her and I was like, oh, that's me. Either. So that was a great, great meeting point. <laughs> yeah. So did you all, did you have some good conversations with the other titled uh, ag related people there? Yes, I did. I got to meet the Pennsylvania State Fair Queen. She was so nice. And me and her became great friends right off the bat. I also met the Apple Queen. She was very sweet. And the Dairy Princesses, they were awesome. In the farm show opening ribbon cutting, we were actually standing right next to each other when they cut the ribbon. So that was an awesome experience to experience with them. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. So you probably have some similar stories to share. If you had it to do over again, now that you know what you know, would you go after this uh, lamb and wool queen? <laughs> Maybe. Their sash is really cool. It's made out of really, like real wool. I noticed that. Yeah, because I looked at the pictures on the Facebook page. I thought that was very interesting. And of course, we saw the farm show had a bunch of posted pictures and some video and I think you were walking around looking at some of the wax works, the beeswax works with uh, the judge, right? Yeah. I now, she said she wasn't going to let us see the judging process. Which of those items do you recall? Which one won it for those? They were shaped and painted. And then the bottom was natural beeswax. You would know it was composed of beeswax. Do you remember which item won that category? Yes, it was the frog. The frog? Yeah, the <laughs> Huh, that one was really neat. That's fun. Okay. And I'm glad you knew that. So now let's go to when you when you go and take care of your bees, what is your purpose for keeping bees right now? Like in other words, are you interested in the honey? Are you just trying to learn about bee biology? Do you just like being around the bees? What's your motivation for keeping your own bees? So for keeping my own bees, it started off as I wanted some really good pollinators around my farm that could help out. And the other thing was I wanted to learn a little bit more about bees because they were a new kind of thing for me. And I heard other people talking about it. And I know a girl that had a hive and I was like, wow, that's really neat. I want to do that. So I got right into it. So do you think honeybees are going to be a part of your future? I do. I do believe that they will be a part of my future. Okay. That's it. Cause you're going to study biology in college. So yep. though you're, you're in life sciences and you're going to go into the medical practice, but you'll have opportunities to learn about entomology and you'll know things. So that's good too. Now here's the other thing. If you had to pick one animal that would be your favorite, what would it be? One animal that would be my favorite would have to be a potbelly pig. No, that's not on the list. What? <laughs> so a potbelly pig, why? What's the appeal? Um, I actually have a pet pet potbelly pig that lives in my house. What? How much yeah. does it how much does it weigh? Like around 175 pounds. 
is that it's is that the weight it will attain or is it still going to grow no that will be the weight that he attains i hope okay so for someone that's watching this right now and they never heard of a pot-bellied pig and didn't know that you could keep him inside your house what's your advice to people that are thinking about a pet like that what do they need honestly it was really like i had an easier time potty training my pot belly pig than I ever did a dog. So what's the process for potty training a pot belly pig? They're actually pigs are really clean freaks and they don't like being dirty. Yeah. So I come out like every couple hours and he got used to it. And I never had an accident in the house with him on over two years that I've had him. Now, is that something you had to convince your parents to let you do? Or were they just like, oh yeah, you should have a pig. Um, actually I went and I knew a lady that had a litter just born and I told my mom I would be home that I might be getting a pet to bring home. And my mom said, don't do it. And I came home two hours later with a little pig. And then it was so cute that there was just nothing they could do, but say yes. Yep. Now, so if you were taking home a puppy, you'd want that to be like eight weeks old or older. How old does a, a baby piglet have to be before you can bring it home? Well, I brought my pig home around two months old. So around okay. like. And so how long, what's the life expectancy? A pot belly pig can live up to like 20 years, I think. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I mean good news. That's great. So, <laughs> so now. Now, where you live, do you get a lot of snow? Yeah, we do. It depends on the day, though. So now, what about your pig and snow? Does it, like, look out the door and decide it doesn't want to go out there, or do they care? He doesn't like the snow, but sometimes he'll make a sacrifice. I'll have to shovel him a little path. That way he can go out to the spot where he normally likes to go to the bathroom or something like that. Now, when you're away at school, who's going to be doing that? My dad does. Your dad does. So he's okay yep. with all of that. Oh yeah. He, my pig's really easy. You just open up my door and he goes right down the stairs, go outside and he handles his business and comes right back in. And what's your pig's name? Russell. Russell. Of course it's Russell because that's the noise he makes when he's in a pile of leaves. <laughs> yeah. So Now I also see here that you're a member of an avian club. Yep. The central PA avians club. So what's that involved? What do you do there? So basically the club is a group of people that we are all have chickens or chickens of some sorts. And we talk about like the avian flu that goes around. They discuss what kind of fundraisers they will be holding for the coming year. They mm -hmm. typically do like a chicken auction and a chicken show. And it's really neat. So for those that don't know, avian influenza is a huge deal. We're talking about a high path H5N1, and we've lost millions of chickens in this country, not just, of course, in Pennsylvania. And that's why eggs are up to $8 a dozen in some places. So what's your favorite chicken breed? I like the Rhode Island chicken, just the plain Jane Chicken. You like the Rhode Island red, or are you into the Rhode Island white that you can have now? I like the Rhode Island red. That is a very good answer because, you know, Rhode Island reds, it used to be Fred's reds. I did only Rhode Island reds um, <laughs> for breeding. And I had a, a grand champion Rhode Island red rooster. Really? So 
do you enter your birds in competition? I enter them at our local county fair. Mm -hmm. They just started allowing uh, chicken shows like mm -hmm. three years ago, I believe. And right. so I my chickens over there. So how did they do? Last year, I got grand or yeah, grand champion meat poultry meat pen. Poultry meat pen? Yeah. What does that mean? What how did how do they is that just a meat chicken? Are we talking like Cornish hens or what are we talking about? Yeah, Cornish. But Cornish. It, they do them like rabbits. So they have like three of them in a pen and then they go through, they weigh them, look at each bird, see if they're similar and things like that. And it was really neat to learn about. And I ended up getting grand champion out of it. So I was pretty happy. So, so you have like a, a trophy room with all your animal ribbons and stuff? Yeah, I should soon start after all my years. <laughs> so you don't, but for now, you're definitely making a lot of progress here. Let's see. And so you keep sheep. Is that right on your farm? So how many of these Hampshire sheep do you have? I have roughly 12 Hampshire sheep and about eight Southdown sheep. And I've actually had babies born over the past couple of days. So is that a, a sideline or a source of income for you? What do you do with your sheep? We sell some back to 4-H kids or we keep some and just breed them again for next year. And I mm -hmm. take the other shows and we'll show them at other fairs. Now, this is interesting. Uh, what kind of beehives do you use? Lands, lands, standard Langstroth hive? Yeah. Do you know that there are hives that are insulated with uh, wool? No, I did not. That's really neat. Yeah. And, and I'm just now thinking about this because do you shear your sheep? I don't shear them personally. We have a family friend that comes out and does it. And then they just take all the wool away? Yeah, he takes some, then he'll leave some um, that he doesn't want that we'll just do something with. Do something with. You need, Paige, you need to think about insulating a beehive with wool. I definitely do. That is so neat. I will have to try that. Next time they get sheared, I'm saving all the wool. Yeah, because <laughs> it's naturally, it has flax in it. Tell us a little bit about the quality of woolen that you take from sheep. What's good about it? So the quality of wool that you can take from sheep can vary in different things. I mean, there's different sheep that have different quality of wool that you might be needing. So it just depends on what you're looking for. My sheep, typically, they aren't, my sheep are more for, like, meat. So you can eat my sheep, like Hampshire's. So their wool isn't necessarily the best, but. Oh, that's interesting, too. So how, are they sheared twice a year, once a year? How we often? We shear generally just once a year because they don't grow, like, too much wool on themselves. Okay. And then, so for a flock the size of yours, how much pasture land do you need? We have currently five acres of land that they roam around on. How high does a fence have to be to keep a sheep from jumping? A sheep will be a daredevil and try to jump anything, but we have ours around four and a half feet, five, somewhere in between there. And so that's enough? They don't, they don't get out? Yeah. Okay. That is, you have a lot going on. <laughs>
So we talked about your beekeeping experience, your goals for this year, all-time favorite animal. What other contests have you won other than the uh, state honey queen? So I was the 2021 Union County West End Fair Queen. And I was the queen for a whole year. I was crowned in August for that. And I went out and they gave me a lot of free reign on what I could do and what I wanted to do. And it ended up completing 50 different events in my county throughout my year. Yeah. Wow. And so somebody's watching this and wondering how they could become a honey queen. What's the path? So the path that I went through was I filled out my application and I submitted it to the PSBA, the Pennsylvania State Beekeepers Association. Then when they had their yearly conference in November, I went there and it took over the course of three days, I presume. And I went through an interview where I sat down with judges and they asked me a whole bunch of questions. And then I had to prepare a speech about honey or honeybees, about anything on that. Mm -hmm. then I, they stuck me into a room full of people to see how well I could communicate and talk with everybody. Mm -hmm. When they were getting ready to crown us, they had us go out on the stage and give a brief 30 second to a minute introductions of ourselves just to let everybody know who we are. Mm -hmm. Now, can you remember a question that really caught you off guard? A question that really caught me off guard, I believe, was when they asked me when I did all my traveling for Fair Queen, they asked who paid for my expenses. And I told them that I paid for it myself. And they were so shocked by that. Yeah. Is, shouldn't there be some kind of fund that uh, covers that? No, not at a local level. I got a scholarship at the end of the year for it, but that was it. So then what did you do to prepare? Knowing that you were going to face a board and answer B questions, how did you prepare for that? I basically, I read over my speech a lot. I went online and I looked up interview questions that they might ask me. And I just tried to prepare myself that way and have mm -hmm. fun doing it. Now, did you talk with Lucy Wynn at all or did... Did she provide insight for you or others from the past? I actually got a little bit of help from Lucy on the day of the pageant. She was there talking to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I got some help from last year's Honey Queen. She was there talking to us, letting us know how our year would go. And if we needed any help, she would be more than happy to answer some questions or reach a lending, lending hand. Wow. So it sounds like you've had some good support and it's great that your parents are really helping you out. What are you going to get out of being the honey queen? In other words, are there scholarships? Do they, how do they help you out? So I get a $2,000 scholarship and then I also get reimbursement for all of my travel necessities that I may encounter throughout my year. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us something about yourself that you think nobody would know, but is super interesting. Nobody would know, but it's super interesting. I like going ice skating. I love going with my niece and nephew to go to the ice skating rink. Yeah. And spend time you the skating rink, do you, ever, do you guys have farm ponds and stuff that you ever skate on, or is that just not done? 
we have a small pond, but I don't know if I would trust myself getting on there and just being able to go out there and do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, that's just about everything I have for you. Is there anything else that you want to say as the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen? What's a, a message that you would like to put out to beekeepers all over the world? Well, I would love to say thank you so much for having me on tonight. And if there's anything that you think we could do a Zoom meet, especially if you're in Australia, I might not be able to come to there. But um, I could definitely set up a Zoom meet or something. And I would love to talk to as many people and reach as many people as possible within my year. Mm. Wow. Well said. Thank you so much, Paige. This has been a fantastic interview. And I wish you all the best as you go through your year in your reign as the Pennsylvania State Honey Queen. Thank you. So that concludes another interview. It's clear that Paige is active and engaged with many farming activities and will continue to learn about honeybees as she continues to promote and share about the beekeeping industry. Please look for links in the video description and we wish her all the best as she navigates 2023 as the Pennsylvania Honey Queen. I'm Frederick Dunn. And this has been another Way to Be interview. Thanks for watching.